0: The strong, the powerful Catherine Alonzo, CEO of Javelina, a podcast host, recognized business leader, and a committed community member is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Catherine.
1: Hi, George. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Sure. I am originally from the UK. I've been living in Arizona, for 15 years, it'll be 15 years this year, which is nuts. I originally came (laughs) here to do my, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I originally came here to do my master's degree at Arizona State University and thought I would do my two years uh, and go home and ended up staying really because I, well, first of all, I love the weather and I love the climate, but I really love the culture and I love the people. I love the idea that anybody can do anything here. I think that there are pretty minimum barriers to entry in whatever you want to do. And I've been really lucky to have a really positive experience. And I think that's, that's why I have stayed and why I have built my business. And it really kind of weaves through who I am as a person and more about my business. So Havelena is a company that works with all different kinds of organizations who want to create meaningful community change. Our purpose as a company is to advance equality and human dignity through social, political, and economic change. And we help our clients do that by developing narratives and stories that can bring change to life. So think of us as a traditional marketing agency and a uh, uh, movement building or uh, in political world the term is field uh, but a um, uh, sort of grassroots movement building organization plus traditional marketing agency if those two things had a baby it would be Havalina <laughs> and uh, for us it's all about uh, making a difference and trying to do that better more effectively more efficiently and it's funny because it is an exact mirror reflection of really what my mission is, is in life which is to make a difference, make a powerful, meaningful difference, and do that in the most efficient, most effective way possible. So what I'm trying to do as, an, as a human and what the company is trying to do are really kind of mirror images of one another.
0: Well, that's obviously a very, very important thing. If you're able to find work that's, that's, that's aligned with where you are personally, uh, then I, I, I imagine you find yourself very engaged on a daily basis.
1: That's exactly right. I do
0: so you 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 probably mentioned it how how long have have you been um the ceo of of Javelina?
1: i've been the ceo for three years almost exactly it was january 2017 but i was one of the founding partners of Havelina so we started in january of 2012 so we turned eight this month nice. and then for a long time, it was just the th- me and my two founding partners. So the three of us kind of running it day, day by day. But as the team grew, we recognized that we really needed somebody to lead the ship. And so that's when I stepped into the CEO role three years ago.
0: Got it. So it's it's I I mean people's journeys are always fascinating. You you moved to the United States, I'm assuming when when you were 18, 17,
1: 18, 19? Uh, I was a little older, 22.
0: Okay. So you're 22, you came to Arizona state. Um then for 7 years you you were in the professional world and now for the past 8 years you've been doing specifically the the work that you're doing now. I'm always fascinated because certainly I've I've evolved with with the way that uh, with, 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 with the way that I've talked to myself with, with my self-talk and so your experience moving countries and now living in a new place and having all these different experiences I'm, I'm curious how, how your self-talk has evolved over the years.
1: It's completely transformed and it's interesting that we're talking about this now because I've been thinking about this a lot over the last probably four to six weeks and being really mindful about my self-talk and then a lot really just how you think of yourself and your self-attitude I would say that my self-talk has has definitely evolved and changed but I think the biggest thing or maybe the pivotal moment in that journey was even being aware of my own self-talk because Mm -hmm. I don't think that many of us are when we're growing up. I, you know, It's not a phrase that I was ever taught. I, you have this constant narrative going in your own head, but I don't know that I was ever really that aware that it was something that, A, shaped how I thought about myself and how I viewed the world, and B, was something that I could control. I think I really always thought that I, when I was younger, I definitely remember thinking, i am who i am and this is um what i am what it's going to be like for me there's a, a, i'm a huge fan of and i'm a huge fan of pop music and there's a um uh song that I really love and I was listening to over the weekend. And the last line of the song is, I wonder what it would be like to be more than I am. Hmm. And when that line basically summarizes how I felt about myself when I was 16, when I was 16, I was so curious about what would it be like to be more than I am. And now as an adult, what I realize is I, I can't, you can be anything you want to be. And so I think that my own self-talk before was all about sort of ripping myself down. And not that that doesn't happen now, but it definitely does. uh, It definitely, I'm more aware of it and I can catch it and I can say, no, this is, you know, this isn't helpful. This isn't serving you. And consciously now I really try and talk to myself as my own best champion.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate all that. And it's, it's been something that's been on my mind in an immense amount, uh, really, you know what, I I don't just, just for the, 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 the foreseeable past or the recent past, whatever the correct term there is. And so I've been thinking a lot more about this and I've been thinking about limiting thinking and limiting beliefs and obviously there's an entire industry that's 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 built around this with brilliant folks like Tony Robbins and, and, and people like that to help people break through that. And it sounds like it sounds like you have been pretty intentional about that. And I, I think that I have been as well. Are there certain strategies that, that, that you use? For example, I, I, I use IM statements and, and affirmations on a daily basis. Do you, do you do anything like that?
1: Yeah, I have a lot. So I definitely i i have just started actually kind of journaling consistently Mm. i've journaled my whole life but super inconsistently and i've recently noticed about myself that i process in writing and so um oftentimes it doesn't have to be like a case of um you know sitting down and doing long dear diary entries like sometimes it's even writing a a plan or putting a white paper together or doing a blog post. But the process of writing really helps me untangle my thoughts. So that's something I've been using a lot recently. Um, I have a thousand different mantras. Um, the one I come back to again and again and again is just keep going. I'm a runner. I'm a long distance runner. And it's one that I I developed in running is you just have to keep going. And that one I, I use it in work. I use it in life. Um, the other one I come back to a lot is I is it's, this will all be fine because I have a tendency to panic or feel anxious in the moment. And so what I've started doing recently when I panic about something is sort of stopping and taking a breath and saying, this will all be fine. And it takes the panic away. Um, one I recently developed, which is really helpful actually for me is, um, it sounds, it might sound a little crazy, but uh, wiggling my toes because it gets me out of my head really quite Mm -hmm. literally. It sort of reminds me that there's a whole body there and we tend to live not only actually just in our brains, but we live in a very, the amygdala, you know, we live in that flight or flight uh, section of the brain that sort of panics and tells you that everything is doomsday scenario. So I think that, you know, your question is, are there things that you do on a daily basis? The short answer is many, many, many things. And I'm trying to, always trying to build and strengthen and fine tune those things, but I'm at the point now where uh, when those are habitual, I read recently that 40% of everything you do out of a day is habit. Mm-hmm. And so if you can be intentional about what that 40% is, it, it means that you can preserve your energy for the things that you're not doing on autopilot. And so I want those things that I am doing on autopilot to serve me as best as possible, because when we're not intentional about our habits, we will tend to do things that don't serve us.
0: Uh, there's no question about it. And I, I I, love all that. So thank you so much for sharing. And the idea of wiggling your toes as, as sort of a... Mm-hmm. Sort of a mantra or, or an anchor to, to, to bring you back and get you out of your own head because I have a tendency to, to spend a little too much time in my own head too. So, yeah. and, and I also appreciate the the, the value in, in putting pen to paper and writing um, and, and, and creating sort of a framework for myself, even if it's like you said, writing out a plan or putting out a white paper, it helps to just organize things. and. I imagine as the CEO of a company that's doing as many different things as you are, it's important to really be focused on what it is you need to be focused on. So you have uh, daily essentials that, you know, you need to be touching and things you maybe shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, and I think of it as a pyramid. So the base the foundation of the pyramid is sleep. I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, I only need, you know, five hours a night and I have found I can function on five hours a night. I certainly can, but it doesn't mean that that I'm at my best. And I sleep always used to be my last priority. And last year I really focused on flipping the pyramid so that sleep's always my first priority. And I'm not perfect at it, but I'm a hell of a lot better. And then after sleep, it is nutrition and really, really focusing on nutrition. The older I get, the more I realize that that old adage, you are what you eat, is so true. (laughs) And uh, on top of that, exercise and fitness. And I think of that as my little pyramid. And the way I try to think about it is one level of the pyramid, um, completing one level of the pyramid buys me access to the one above. So if I don't get my sleep, then I don't have the right to prioritize my nutrition. And if I don't get my nutrition, then I don't get the right to prioritize my exercise. And that works for me because I love exercise, so it's always gonna be the thing I wanna do first. So yeah. by putting that at the tip of the pyramid, it's made me better at the other two things. And that, that trifecta is, for me, the basis of everything. And then what I've recently added back in is meditation. I've been an inconsistent meditator. Um but what I've really come to realize is that if you don't control the brain, it will control you. And for me, the benefit of meditation doesn't necessarily come while I'm meditating. It comes outside of meditation in normal life when I have when I have more of an ability to manage my own thought patterns. And so I would put probably meditation, um, in that triangle somewhere too.
0: I love that. I love the idea that, that completing, uh, one thing then gives you the opportunity to, to, to move on to the next thing. And I think that that's such a valuable thing in 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 my head as, as you were talking I, I went to there's certain things that I really want to be doing on a daily basis but some of those things are beyond my control so as much as I would like to only spend time on those things and not move on until I get them done um, I don't think that that's practical do you have a sense of uh, well how, how do you manage activities that are beyond your control like, like, like for, for for example, I'm, you know, certainly some of my work is, is sales driven and there's certain yeah. things I can do from an activity standpoint, but I can't control if people are going to agree to meet with me, for example.
1: Right. The only thing that you can control is how you respond to things that happen. And I think coming back to that reminder is really, really helpful. And so I can't control anything that happens in my day. Nobody can. And it's actually... Um, you know i think we tell ourselves that certain people have more control than others and that might be true in some ways but ultimately anything could happen on any given day to any human being that we didn't choose or control or even want and so it's really helpful for me and i use this mantra a lot where i come with that i come back to over and over which is i can control how i respond to this and I can control how I experience it. So let's say this is, I'll use a real example. So recently uh, we had a um, a client who we've been working with for a while, decided to go in a different direction and use a different agency. And, you know, that it's not what we wanted it, that, you know, there's disappointing things uh, to that all the way around. And I could, choose to respond to it um kind of in a you know I certainly could be annoyed at the client and that could sure. come through my behavior um I could be annoyed about it I could complain about it or I could decide you know what I'm going to see this as a learning opportunity and rather than it being a loss it's actually a huge opportunity for us to fill our roster with a client that might be a better opportunity a uh, better fit and an opportunity for us to think, okay, why did this happen and, and how can we improve? And I think the reframing of things is, it, for me, that has been transformational because the things that happen don't really have any meaning. We as humans are the ones that attach meaning to it. And so being intentional about how you experience the things that happen to you is where that sense of control comes from
0: yeah i appreciate that that, that's always such a that's such a cool and difficult idea that an event is neither good nor bad like this cup of coffee is not good or bad but if you're allergic to it then it could be terrible whatever you sort of get the idea but i appreciate that very much um
1: yeah i sorry i just to add on that i think because like The coffee example is is a great one. Like you know, the cup of coffee is not a good or a bad thing. I think it's really powerful when you take things that most people would consider a bad thing. So let's say losing a client. You know, the statement "coffee is neither good or bad" I think is easier for people to wrap their head around. (laughs) Losing a client is neither good or bad is harder for people to compute. Like, well, no, that sounds bad, but actually, it's not. Like maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it wasn't the right fit for us. Maybe it wasn't the right fit for them. You know, we're not here to collect all the clients regardless of outcome. We're here to advance equality and human dignity. And so I think taking things that we as society think are bad and saying, you know, having a cold is neither good or bad. We get it, breaking a leg is neither good or bad. And really letting yourself sit with these statements because that's when you build the muscle of being able to interrupt your own habit loop of defining things that happen in your day. I read recent uh, last week. This was really transformational for me. Actually, that um, how we experience things and whether we are uh, positive people is fifty percent genetics, forty percent lifestyle choices and 10% external events and the thing that was really striking for me is that 10% is 10% of how happy you are as a person comes down to the things that happen to you that is nothing and it all comes down to this idea of whatever is going to happen is going to happen how you define it and how you experience it is what influence what impacts your happiness level
0: I think that's really 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 powerful and I particularly love having a cold is not good or bad necessarily but it's your body telling you you need to potentially be slowing down or changing the choices that you're making
1: but anyway and what and what if sorry to interrupt you no. i got so excited about this like what if we could reframe our brains instead of being like oh man i woken up with a cold this sucks instead of like wow my body really communicated to me that i need to take a break and a cold isn't that bad in the grand scheme of illnesses. And now I get to clear my schedule and, and sleep for a day. You know, what if we learned how to reframe like that? You'd just be a happier person. Yeah,
0: I 100% agree. That that makes me think back to Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, the idea that every adversity carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. And I remember when I, I read that when I was probably 22 years old and always thought it was kind of cool. But... I don't know that I truly, really internalized that um, mm-hmm. until probably years later. So, and that's something that probably, you know, something I wanted to ask you was: it, there's certain things that more people should be focused on that they're not, and maybe that would be an answer to it.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's definitely true. Um, I think probably the thing that I would love for more people to know that they can be focused on is managing how your brain controls, responds, and reacts to things. like you we I think we think that we are who we are and you can't do anything about that, but you can. It might not be easy. It's certainly not easy, but it is pretty simple. I spoke to a friend a few months ago who was telling me that she had started to she about a year ago, when she went to bed at night, she would start to just jot down three things she was grateful for in her day. Mm. And she said, after a year, she was like, I 100% believe I have changed my brain. She said, I, I'm just more positive than I was a year ago. I'm more optimistic than I was a year ago. And I asked her, you know, is that because things are going better? Are you in a better place? And she said, no, if anything, actually, things are probably harder than they were because her parents were of ill health. But she said... I have changed my brain. And I just loved the simplicity of that phrasing. And I think that the, um, the concept that can be really powerful is you can. You can change your brain. You can impact how you understand things that happen to you. And you can choose how you process what's going on in your life.
0: I wonder what it would be like to be more than I am and first and foremost making that choice and then it's pretty simple just doing three pieces of gratitude on a daily basis and you can you can absolutely achieve what what it is that you've just talked about so i love it well Catherine savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them
1: i think that it actually kind of comes down to that idea idea of What do you, who is the person that you want to be? And so the number one thing that I think I can share with people is this comes from self-awareness. It comes from knowing yourself really, 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 really well. And what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. What works for George isn't necessarily going to work for me. What works for me isn't necessarily going to work for George. And I think that one of the things that, I think can be actually less helpful is when you see these articles that are like five things, six, every successful person does, because then you read that and you're like, Oh man, you know, every successful person reads a book a day. Like there are so many articles that are like, the the world's billionaires, you know, they spend 25% of their time reading and you're you're like, Oh man, where am I going to find time to read a book a day? And what I really discover is that I think actually what the most successful people do is they know themselves really, really well, and they construct a life that works for them. And the so it, it comes from that. And it can be as simple as asking yourself questions and observe. Observe when you're at your happiest, when you're at your saddest. Um, it took me ages to figure out that I process in writing. You know, you were not we just do what we do and we're not necessarily aware of these things. And so I think uh, getting to know yourself really, really well and then tangentially related, write down your own definition of success. So if success to you is nothing to do with how big your business is or how much you earn, then those things don't matter. Do not make choices and decisions based on the generally accepted American societal definition of what success means. Figure out what success means to you and use that that definition of success to make your decisions and then figure out who you are and construct a life that's going to get you as close toward your definition of success as possible.
0: Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Yeah, Havelina.co is the company website. And then all of the socials, I am at Catherine Alonzo, and the last O is a zero.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Catherine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to havelina.co and then find Catherine on all the social media channels, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Catherine.
1: Awesome. Thanks, George. It was a pleasure.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight, because we are all in this together.